Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues squander a chance to even the series up at two games apiece and fall three games to one to the Colorado Avalanche in a six to three loss. The emotions were high from the St. Louis Blues in all the wrong ways. They really played themselves out of the game there early. Uh, Nazem Kadri got his revenge. Lots to talk about. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast for the Locked On Podcast Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, Josh Hyman, and as always, I'm joined by Thomas Welch. And I mean, look, this episode speaks for itself. If you missed the game last night, lucky you. Um... But if you did miss the game, Blues had every chance to win, but took themselves out of it early on with some boneheaded emotional plays. We're going to get into all of it here on this episode. It's going to be a fun one. First, one to thank everyone, anyone and everyone out there for making Lockdown Blues your first listen, making us part of your daily routine, because we're free and available on all podcast platforms plus YouTube. So, all right, let's just let's just cut to the chase. Nazim Kadri won. He, he, he won. He got his revenge. And he... Pretty much single-handedly carried the Colorado Avalanche to a victory. Um, David Perron lost his head, uh, sent the Blues uh, to a five-on-three penalty kill, which they didn't get scored on technically, but they gave up a goal that would end up being not the game-winning goal, but the goal that really was too far to come back as the Blues put on a good show and got it to within one. But they they decided that in the first period, it was more important to go after Nazem Kadri and try to get their revenge um which they exactly what they said they wouldn't do and played themselves out of the game i am extremely frustrated um it really feels like we could have been sitting here with a 2-2 series uh even though the blues scored first you know they got outplayed in that first period and then after that it was just it seems like nazim kadri controlled the, the game both physically on the ice and mentally because it seems like like i said the blues were more interested in r- trying to make runs at him than they were in trying to play playoff hockey yeah i mean you said it best that first period was abysmal it reminded me a lot of game one even going into the second period like things were not looking good for the blues until all of a sudden they were right towards the end of the second period uh as the second period ends the score is four to three so you're going into the third period thinking okay wow, we're right back in this game. The crowd's into it. The boys are buzzing. Like, you know, we're feeling good. The Blues have all the momentum. And then, you know, Villahuso lets in a softy, uh, short side, makes it 5-3, and that pretty much uh, is the dagger for the game. I think Kadri scored that one as well. So uh, he he went out on a mission uh, to, to, you know, give something to the haters, and he absolutely did that. I, I mean, honestly, like, you gotta tip your cap to the guy because that's the purest form of karma that you could possibly imagine. And, um, I think that was the Blues game plan going into, going into this, right? I think Bortuzzo was the one that was saying that a lot of guys wanted to retaliate, like, right in the moment after Kadri hurt Bennington. But the consensus was, you know, let's just go out, win some hockey games, settle it on the ice instead of with our fists. Uh, and they ended up, not settling it on the ice. Uh, they've looked pretty shaky since Bennington went out. Um, Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron has pretty much been the entire offense 
uh, driving force, which is a stark contrast from the offense that we saw this season when you have nine 20 goal scorers on the team. Robert Thomas has been kind of a ghost. He'll be the first one to tell you that. It's not the playoffs that he wants. Uh, he's still young in his career, but uh, with a guy that is, has played such a big role for this team down the stretch, like you just got to want more from the guy, and he's he's got to produce in these big-time games. Same thing with Ivan Barbashev, like career year for the guy. I think he has one point in the playoffs so far. So all those things combined are just an absolute disaster for this team right now, and they're going to need... I mean, you say they're going to need a miracle uh, to turn it around next game and force this into a seven-game series, but really all it takes is getting the depth scoring and getting the guys that have been producing throughout the entire season going again in the playoffs. Vladimir Tarasenko has has been nowhere as well, and I, I think when it comes down to it, those are the guys that you have to rely on because this team doesn't have just one guy that can go out there and take over the game we thought it was Jordan Bennington. He's not in. He's not in the series anymore. Um, and obviously, the Avalanche have a lot of guys on the other side that are capable of doing that. So it's going to take a team effort. It's going to take a great game from everybody. And to this point in this series so far, I don't know that we've seen that from the Blues. The thing is, you know, Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron are carrying this offense so well that if if the Blues don't have that atrocious first period, they probably win that game last night. Um, obviously, you know, you could make the argument that they don't have that electric end to the second period if they didn't have that poor first period, whatever. The fact that they squandered such a strong performance, uh, in a game that they were losing, which to be fair, it's not like they ever tied it up or gained the lead or anything like that. But like I said, it's that, it's that, that five on three expiring goal that really just leaves a bad taste in my mouth because, you know, the Blues scored three goals in rapid succession. If that five-on-three goal doesn't happen because David Perron just thinks that he's, you know, on, on a wrestling mat with Nazem Kadri, if that if that doesn't happen, it's 3-0 after one or 3-1 after one, and the Blues score the goals like they did in the second period, all of a sudden it's tied. You know, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, and you can't guarantee that's how it would have went down, but the fact that they were one goal short and the fact that they practically gave away a goal at the end of the first period because they wanted to retaliate at Nazem Kadri is just so frustrating to me, especially with how every single pregame interview was, oh, we're not going to let it get in our head. We're going to go out there. We're going to play hockey. We're not going to let Kadri. Six different players said the same thing. And I mean, it mostly it was just Perron and Shen, but still, if, clearly that wasn't the mentality in the locker room based on the way that they came out and played in that first period. They let Nazem Kadri get in their head, which is exactly what he wants, which is exactly what a player like that tries to do in the playoffs. And the fact that it worked on the Blues, a team that has won a Stanley Cup against Brad Marchand, it's, it's inexcusable. I'm so frustrated because, like I said, they really could have won that game, I feel like, with the performance that we got in that second period, but they took themselves out of it. The only, only play people they have to blame are themselves. I do think that five on three probably should have been a five on four because oh, yeah, absolutely. Kadri initiated the contract, absolutely. the contact, uh, near the bench and then Peron, or Buchnevich cross checks him first and then Buchnev, or, Perron cross-checks him as well, so I feel like it should have been offsetting for Perron and Kadri. But at the end of the day, like you said, like that's exactly what Kadri wants you to do, is get off of your game and worry about him. And in the end, even if you disagree that should have been a 5-on-3, uh, or it should have been a 5-on-4 instead of a 5-on-3, the fact of the matter remains that 
Uh, the Avalanche has some lethal firepower on the power play, and can't they be, very give, well can't be given away anyways. power plays like that. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I think personally, for me, the dagger was the goal that made it five to three, and that's upsetting too because you know, like Billy Billy Huso, and I know that there's going to be a lot of people, especially like if we're on the outside looking in in a couple games, next game, two games, whatever it might be, that are going to be just dogging Billy Huso, and I just as as unimpressive and as unimpressive as he's been in this series, it's one, it's the Colorado nice. Avalanche. Two, he's like still a younger player in this league, especially in terms of experience. Billy, without Billy Huso, the Blues might not even make it to the playoffs. I mean, the defense we talked about it, Josh, all year long was just absolutely abysmal, and they needed, absolutely needed. I tweeted this out uh, the night of the game, throughout the entire course of the season. The Blues were only successful when a goalie in their net was standing on their head. And whether it was Billy Huso, whether it was Jordan Bennington, it always felt like at some point in time there was a goalie that was capable of doing that. Right now, the St. Louis Blues don't have that goalie because Bennington's hurt and Billy Huso's not doing it. And this is the repercussions that we get. It's not Billy Huso's fault. You know, as much as no. as much as you want him to play better and Heck, as much as Jordan Binnington being in might have won that game for the St. Louis Blues, that wasn't a game that the St. Louis Blues deserved to win. You know, and and that's the good thing about having an elite goalie like Jordan Binnington. Sometimes you win games you deserve to lose, but you know what? Ha- you know, we know what games you do win, games you deserve to win. And the Blues could have. They 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 gave let up three goals on three consecutive shots, and you could blame Billy Huso all you want, but it's no it's no surprise that those three goals occurred amidst the Nazem Kadri chaos. Like I said, it was exactly what Kadri wanted. He wanted to get them away from their game. And the second that it really kicked into overdrive, the Avalanche did what they do best and struck in fast succession to just, you know, give them an insurmountable lead. It's frustrating. It really feels like the Blues played themselves out of that game, like I said. Uh, And in a series against the Colorado Avalanche, where a lot of people think the Blues have no business even winning any games, the fact that they were as close as they were, given the disastrous first period, frustrates me even more because like now you, they've proven that they can win games, but now you got yourself in a 3-1 hole. So yeah, you can win games. You got to do it three times in a row. Now, good, good luck with that. In this second segment, though, we're going to be dissecting how the Blues could possibly do that and why there's still a small sliver of hope left for myself and hopefully you, Tommy. I, I, got, I got a little bit left in me. Uh, so we'll be getting into that and more. But first, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. Now, this is the first time I'm seeing this ad read, not going to lie, and it's jumping out at me. I'm seeing brownie batter puffs. If you guys don't know about Built Puffs, I've been talking about them a lot. Uh, Built Puffs are the uh, protein-infused marshmallows that Built Bar has. They're absolutely delicious. They keep coming out with amazing flavors, and seemingly they've come out with a new one. Brownie batter flavored marshmallow infused with protein, covered in chocolate. What more need I say? Plus, it's healthy for you. 140 calories, 16 grams of protein, and only 7 grams of sugar. Brownie batter puffs are the perfect pick-me-up any day. All Bill Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate, like I said. That means even though you're eating healthy, you can actually enjoy doing it. The brownie batter puffs will have you completely forgetting that you're eating a protein bar. No need to pinch yourself. This is, in fact, real life. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. We'll be right back with the second segment of today's episode (sighs) all right Tommy so loser down 3-1 
it is a it is a deficit that only has been um, uh, overcome a handful of times in NHL history. Uh, however, it's not as uncommon as some other sports. Teams have done it. It's happened recent as recently as last year. Um, Toronto Maple Leafs and against the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, there's no reason to believe that the Blues couldn't do it just on the surface, you know, because like I said, it's been done before. However, they've dug themselves into a hole that they really have no business being in. Uh, I think they could have at least been at 2-2 two to two in this series, um, if not for some of their own mistakes. Obviously, Colorado is a tremendous team, and, you know, there's a very good chance that they could go on and compete for and win a Stanley Cup. Uh, that being said, though, the Blues have proven that they can hang in the series. Uh, the couple games have been closer than they looked up until the very end or up besides a few moments. Uh, that being said, Tommy, do you think the Blues have a chance to come back in this series? I think they absolutely have a chance because of the way that their roster is constructed. And like I said, those those 920 goal scorers aren't just going to you know go away overnight. Like We know what they're capable of. The problem is pretty much all of them are going to have to be firing on all cylinders. So I got some stats pulled up, Josh. Uh, and I know it's not Billy Huso's fault, but kind of down the stretch, he was struggling just a little bit. So mm-hmm. uh, in his last 10 games, Billy Huso has given up less than three goals only twice. One of them was the shutout against Minnesota, uh, and the time before that was April 12th against Boston. So uh, for the Blues to be successful and come out and win a game against the Colorado Avalanche, one of the most dynamic offenses in the league. You kind of expect that, you know, they're going to come out and probably put up at least three goals on the Blues. So the Blues are going to have to score goals. And that's something that uh, obviously has been kind of a problem for them in this series so far. I'd be very curious to look at some of those 20 goal scorers, uh, goal scoring in the playoffs. I know Buchnevich has one goal in his playoff career, not just with the Blues. Um, So that's a little concerning. Uh, I think he said Barbashev has one point. Um, yep. Braden Shen has zero goals. I know that for a fact. Perunovic um, has more points than Robert Thomas. Perunovic has more points than Robert Thomas. Vladimir Tarasenko, outside of that, you know, one period, isn't having a great, uh, great playoff run. Even then, though, he's still got more goals than a lot of those guys. Uh, who else scored twenty goals? I don't. I don't know. Barbashev. Barbashev. Yeah. I or we brought. We, yeah, we one, mentioned him. Yeah, but... one point. It, it, it's yeah, that's like. Rough. It, it, it makes it begs the question: If you got even the bare minimum out of those guys, could this be a two-two series? You know, it, it's it's frustrating because the thing that we said was the number one strength of the Blues heading into the postseason, we didn't even see that much in round one. You know, the Blues were fortunate enough that they got great play out of Jordan Binnington and Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron, and a great period out of Vladimir Tarasenko at one point to get them through that series, but. The thing that we both were confident was the, their biggest strength in their depth scoring has been nowhere to be seen. It's not even like it's, t- it's taken a step back. You know, it's, it's been nowhere to be seen. It's like non-existent. Non-existent. They kind of, they look like the friggin' Montreal Canadiens in the, in the Stanley Cup final last year or the, they look like the Florida Panthers in their series against the, the Tampa Bay Lightning. They scored three goals, uh, all series. Like it, it's, it's frustrating. They look like a team that relies on their top line. Right. And that's right. not at all. Exactly. What been exactly. With Which is the season. exact opposite of how they had success in the regular season. So, I mean, is it a matter of seven out of the nine 20 goal scorers aren't built for the playoffs? No, I, I, I can't put my finger on it. I wish I could. I've watched every single game in this playoff series. It just feels like 
Tarasenko has is unengaged. Robert Thomas is, has gone back to being timid like he was in years past. Jordan Cairo has been, you know, timid like he was in years past. Pavel Buchnevich has been engaged, but he just hasn't had that finish, that flourish that he had in the regular season. It's like every single guy took a step back in their own unique way. And that's the frustrating thing, that it's not like a scheme thing. It's not like the scheme is playing differently. They're getting the opportunities. They're, they're still, you know, producing everything but the finish. And it's like, if they just, like I said, the bare minimum, if, if, Braden Shen had like three goals right now instead of zero. If Robert Thomas had two goals instead of what one zero, if Buchnevich had four goals instead of one, like it's like who knows where they'd be at in this series. And it's just so frustrating because like it, it really feels like there's no one thing that you can look at and be like, oh yeah, this is why. I don't think Colorado's playing spectacular defense. I think they're playing good defense, but. I think it's like I said, it's the Blues doing this to themselves, whatever that is, whether it's a, a mentality issue, a leadership issue, which I don't think it is. I think you got the two biggest leaders in the locker room, Ryan O'Reilly, David Caron, doing their thing. I don't know. I, I mean, do you have you noticed anything different that is that this offense is doing? I, I'd, I'd be happy well, if you enlighten me. I think the, the biggest issue for me is it's such a stark contrast to what the problems were last season when you got swept, right? I mean, last season... Nathan McKinnon was just on an absolute rampage. It looked like he was going to break like the single like playoff record for points in like an entire playoffs because he was just lighting the Blues up night after night and enforcing his will. And we had nobody that could combat him. Um, Ryan O'Reilly has done a fantastic job of shutting down McKinnon. I don't know how many points he has, but he's he hasn't been as noticeable nearly as he was last series. Nathan McCarr has been quiet as as much as you can ask Nathan. Good old, or good, Nathan old good old Nathan McCarr. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr has been quiet as much as you can ask of the guy. Um, and Rantanen, I think, just scored his first goal of the entire playoffs last night, and it was an empty netter. So it's it's not like you're getting beat by the superstars of the Colorado Avalanche. It's and if you told me at the beginning of this series, like it's going to be a toe to toe, like wrestling match between the Avs depth and the Blues depth, I would have taken the Blues depth a hundred percent of the time. But that has just absolutely right. not been the case. Right? Yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the series, I said that the biggest key. I think we both agree that the biggest key would be doing exactly what they've done on defense. The Blues have defensively done exactly what they needed to do in this series, and, and they slow down the pace of play. Right. Too, which slow is down huge. the pace of play. Take McKinnon. McCarr, Rant, and then out of the game, make the Avalanche beat you with your depth. That was the key for the Blues winning the series. If you had told me that the offense would be the downfall of the Blues in the playoffs and their defense would be far and away their strongest point, I would have looked at you like you had three heads. It is a complete reversal of what was happening in the regular season. And it's so frustrating to know that if the offense was where it was in the regular season with the defense playing the way that it is against the avalanche the blues win this series like no exaggeration they win this series it's i mean especially if jordan Bennington stays in but that's neither here nor there that's neither here nor there like billy Huso, it's harder to make saves when you're already behind in the game i'll just say that much you know when when you're when your offense is is getting three shots on goal and you're getting 20 on you in the first period that's hard to get into a rhythm it's hard to you know take time to relax when you're constantly watching your team turn the puck over and, and odd man rushes go the other way and your team breaks it out and you're like okay cool i can relax and then immediately just a horizontal pass in the neutral zone that goes into the av- avalanche stick you're coming right back at you they're making life so difficult 
for both Jordan Bennington and Billy Huso, it just so happens that Bennington was able to handle that a little bit better. Like I said, if the Blues offense is even like 75% of what it was in the regular season, I think they win this series. But the fact of the matter is it's been like 20% of what it's been in the regular season. That being said, though, there's potential there for the offense to flourish it's just you've given yourself a very 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 small margin to do so I mean you look at everything too like I think that offense lives and dies on like those breakout passes and just like the puck movement is huge for that offense right and I think watching these games like I think the formation's been there the system's been there like you said the pace of play has been there but it's it's pucks bouncing off the stick it's uh missed passes it's failed clearances it's failed zone exits it's just everything that could go wrong on the course of getting from the defensive zone to the offensive zone for the st louis blues has and it's it's reflective on like we're talking about like the depth of the entire team and we like the strong suit that we relied on and thought would be oh there's no way that this is going to let us down in the playoffs and it to this point has yeah in this third and final segment we're going to be you know hopefully given our keys or not hopefully, but given our keys to how the Blues can hopefully come back and even up this series, or at least, you know, start small, win game five. Um, yeah, five, that's the one that's next. Uh, make it three to two, and then go from there, so make sure you stay tuned for that. All right, Tommy, in the simplest way possible, as many, as few words as possible, because I think it is a simple answer, what do the Blues need to do to win game five and then hopefully, you know, continue to have success in the series. Score, get pucks on Kemper, shoot. Like, I mean, what, what else can you ask for, right? I mean, there's so many times that even on the power play, like I understand like you're trying to look for like picture perfect play and find the open man and really exploit the weaknesses in the defense. But I think we've seen so much from Kemper so far that like, yeah, there are times when he makes some five-star saves. Absolutely. But the majority of the time, like, I feel like it's the same thing with Grubauer. Yeah, like if you can get pucks through traffic and pucks on him, that'll bounce off his pads. Like he's not a Jordan Bennington level goalie. He's not going to go out there and steal a game. Like if anything, the Avs offense can steal games. Absolutely. The Avs defense can steal games. Absolutely. But I think Darcy Kemper had like 17 saves on 20 shots last game. Like you're not even testing the guy. I'm not impressed with him. You're not even giving him a challenge. I'm not impressed with him at all. Um, and that's that's what makes it so frustrating is like poor goaltending. Yeah, I think you even call it poor. The Avalanche have gotten poor goaltending. The Blues, I guess you could say, have gotten poorer goaltending. Um, so it's like, like I said, the bare minimum from the offense. And who knows what this series is looking like? And it's it's exactly like you said. It, it's everything that was giving the Blues struggles when they struggled the worst on offense in the regular season. It's been apparent. In, pretty much every single game of this of this series just making the extra pass when you don't need to hesitating a second too long um trying to skate head on into two defensemen when you got a a pass that you could make it's like every decision that they're making they should just do the opposite sometimes it feels like it's like they're 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 taking that extra second to think instead of trusting their gut and that's what's that's what's causing them to struggle in this series and Maybe it's honestly they're just intimidated by the Colorado Avalanche. Maybe that's what it is. Is they're they're the Colorado Avalanche are this huge Goliath of a team when the Blues are in reality 
capable of, of maintaining themselves in a series, but they got this terrifying, overblown image of the Colorado Avalanche that makes them think that they have to be 100% perfect and flawless to win a game when we've seen that that's not the case. Um, and because of that, they're just, like I said, thinking a little too much. And the thing that frustrates me so much, and we've said it so many times this episode, is it, it's not even asking for that much for the Blues to do what it takes to win a game or to you know even up this series or whatever would have you. But they just left themselves such a thin margin to do it at this point. Like it really feels like we could go go out in game five and see the Blues just fix their issues on offense. Like, oh great, you know this is awesome. Then they win game five, and then game six, Nathan McKinnon wakes up, and the Avalanche wins six to five. Because you know what, that could very well happen. The Blues could get their offense figured out, but their luck will run out on defense, and McKinnon will go off because that's that's what Nathan McKinnon does. And the Blues have not done their defense any favors. They've not done their goaltending any favors, and squandered opportunity. You know, even if you're going to lose the series, make it respectable. They could, it could be easily be two to two right now, and it's not, and that drives me insane. Can you imagine what this series would look like right now if if we saw the team from the win streak and the point streak? I guess like about a month ago, right? Like it seems like it was so long ago, and it's such a like stark contrast from the team that we're watching right now. It was like the Harlem Globetrotters versus like my CYC basketball team, like, difference, right? But can you imagine, like, I I would honestly say, like, that Blues team, if they were playing this Avs team right now, taking into account, like, the adjustments of Craig Berube, maybe if, like, Jordan Bennington, you know, was healthy as well. I mean, I'd wager to say that the Blues win this series in five, but it's just not even close to that at this point. Yeah, yeah, they could very easily be up 3-1 in the series right now. I mean, I really felt like there was only one game so far in the series where they truly, truly, truly got outplayed and and played a positive effort. Like, the games that the Blues have lost have been by their own accord. Like, yeah, the Avalanche have played well in those games, but my God, have the Blues played horribly. Horribly. You know, you play well. If the Blues play well in every game this series, it could be 2-2. Heck, it could be 3-1 in favor of St. Louis. It's just they have played so poorly that it's been easy for the Avalanche to outplay them. And the Avalanche are obviously a spectacular team. I fully expect them, if they beat the Blues, to go on to the Stanley Cup um, and, you know, give the, give the Tampa Bay Lightning a run for their money, assuming that they make it there. Um, that I being, I think they'll give them a run for their money. You but, don't think so? Well, no. The, the I mean, the Tampa Bay Lightning are a wagon, and they've been there multiple times. I mean, I can't see anyone at this point beating the Lightning. I, I'll, I'll be surprised if they do. Let's just say that. Ugh, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's the silver lining is you don't you don't get your your teeth kicked in by the lightning. I don't know. I don't know. I'm frustrated. Tomorrow's game is finally an early one. It's at eight eight Eastern, so maybe we're gonna have a little recap for you afterwards. So maybe look for a, a double upload on Thursday, depending on what time the game ends. Uh, I don't know. It, it's it's gonna be a fluid situation. Just follow us on Twitter. We'll have you updated there. That being said, though, that is all the time we have for you today. So. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Uh, leave us a rating if you're feeling so kind. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Blues. Uh, been doing really well there. A lot of support there, and we really appreciate that. Hit the notification bell there. That way, whenever we upload a video, you'll be the first to know. Follow all of our socials Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked On Blues. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Follow Tommy at TWelcher15. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, let's go, Blues.